listening to Chase Your Enthusiasm with your host, Chase. Hello, that's me. <laughs> if you're just tuning in for the first time, uh, you're late. This is episode three. Welcome to the party. Um, just kidding. This is the self-accountability podcast where I give myself challenges each week to follow through on. I've decided that life is too short not to make the most of it and do the things that you want to do. Whether you're extremely busy or extremely lazy or both, I think I fall into both categories. It's hard to carve out the time to do the things that you want to do. I say you, but I'm talking, it's me. I don't want to point any fingers. You're probably great at this, in which case you don't even need to be listening to this podcast, honestly. Get out of here. Uh, but I have a very hard time carving out the time and uh, making time for myself for the things that I think will add some joy into my life. Gee, this girl can't keep it together. She's got to record a podcast each week just to hold herself accountable. Yikes. Is that what you were thinking? I'm so embarrassed. It's now week three and there are two challenges under my belt. I'm really excited for this week's challenge. You may or may not know this, but I uh, do stand-up comedy. A stand-up comedian is someone that gets on stage in front of a microphone and tells jokes in front of strangers in the hopes that they will laugh at them. <sighs> We're just the jesters of the 21st century. You gotta be somewhat cuckoo to uh, choose this as your profession. Let me tell you, getting on stage and telling jokes in the hopes that people will laugh is like, um, it's really scary. It's scary. No joke, I buy clothes that like help me get through the shows. Hold on. <laughs> like this sweatshirt says courage. I saw that. I was like, I need that. This one says do it afraid. I need all the help I can get. Honestly, my shirt right now says be nice. I just have clothing that tells me what to do. Oh yeah, the challenge. I got off track. Okay, a very big part of stand-up comedy is writing jokes. You gotta write jokes or you'll go on stage and you won't have material and you'll look like a fool. Now, writing jokes, in my opinion, is very difficult. I take that back. Writing a good joke is difficult. It definitely takes some work. Now, I write very sporadically. Ideas come to me while I'm driving or walking or hanging out with friends. I'll jot something down on my notes app or make a quick recording of it. But like sitting down at my desk every day in the attempt to write a joke, oof, that doesn't happen. I admire comics that sit down with the intention to write every day. I like that. I go, hey, I want to do that, but then I don't do it. So my challenge this week is to write a joke every day and to take the pressure off of myself. It does not have to be a good joke. It doesn't have to be a good joke, Chase. It can be terrible. You just have to write. Just write anything just to get in. I mean, not anything. Write a joke to get in the practice of writing every day. Is that a I'm making it very easy on myself. I decided to have a chat with my friend Josh Potter. If you don't know who that is, it's time you do. He's a hilarious stand-up comic, and I asked him to talk about his writing process with me. So, Josh, thank you so much. <laughs> thank you for being on my podcast. Um, Anytime. By the way, I feel like most people that um, know me, 
me, they know me through you because every oh, time cool. I've done a show with Christina, they all come up to me and say how much they love you. And I've met so many of your fans. <laughs> and so anyways, everyone should know Josh Potter. He's known as the roach. He's the best. <laughs> anyways, um, thank you for taking the time to talk with me. I just have a few questions for you regarding your writing process, because you're a stand-up comedian, a very funny one. I would just love to hear what you do and how you write <laughs> and where you get your inspiration, because you're so fabulous. Well, thank you. I wish I had a great answer for this, but I'm also <laughs> pretty sporadic in my own right. I, okay, um, that makes me feel better. I'm not one of the people that can sit down with a notebook and just go. I need to like have a thought and then I can like, I'll parse it out throughout the day. Or like you said, a walk or, you know, where I do a lot of like early thinking happens on walks or showers or like in the backs of Ubers, stuff like that. That's when like a thing will spark and it and has to like spark. You intentionally go on the walk to get a spark or you just happen to be walking when the spark comes? Um, a little of column A and a little of column B. It could happen in both occasions, but um, I don't... I don't know. Like if I'm going for a walk, it's to like think about other things and then something will come to me. I never like go with the intention of like, I need to write a joke right now, but something will happen in a day or like I'll have a thought in a shower or a walk or what have you. And then it'll just be like a little spark. And I'll think, huh, there might be something there. And then I'll go immediately, you know, this is all COVID. Uh, what's the word? Like sans COVID, I suppose. But I would hopefully in that day be able to like go to an open mic and just say it out loud for the first time, like right in that day. So just to do a, a small recap, you yeah. you don't have a routine. You wait no. for a spark. And when the spark yeah. comes, usually on a walk or a shower, um, you will then write it out or just talk to yourself do you write I'll make it a out? little note i'll do a note yeah I do sometimes a i'll do note. A, a voice memo yes uh, oh, it's something that's like an elaborate thought and then you'll if you're able to sans covid you would go to an open mic and try it out that night yeah like i've done it i've done it like where i've had no intention of doing stand-up in that evening and i've like just gone to get like dinner and i'm sitting in line to get a taco and i like wrote a joke and i was like i wonder if i can get up at like a fourth wall now like if i catch the train runner and i did and i went and it like it was the best that was like when i was like, really hitting it you know? your writing practice is actually very <laughs> similar to mine yes um, only one inspired which only i wish happened one. more often I only wish happened, one like, inspired. All the time. <laughs> yeah okay well um yeah that really makes me feel better <laughs> i thought you were gonna say well every morning at 7 a.m uh no. well, you know <laughs> I, do wish, we... I, I wish too I, but i also when i do write a joke i toil like i mean and, and when i say that i mean like i don't really i don't really i know other people that do it way more than me but i will like explore all avenues of it before i either get rid of it or think it's done you know what i mean like yeah. i'll change the order even if it's not as simple as just like word structure i obsess over those things in a good way. I like the way I, that's my favorite part about writing. But I, uh, other than that, I wish I had more flashes and sparks and had more new. Sh Some days I go like, I don't have anything new, but 
then I just go like, well, it'll, I mean, this isn't a race, you know, it's just ever, ever going. So it's like some days, you know, Elton John didn't write I need to answer every day. You're right. <laughs> oh, that's a beautiful way. So not to be so hard on ourselves. Right. I mean, yeah, it's like there's going to be times when you just can't think of anything and that's okay. I actually like this answer better than uh, having a set writing routine. I can't. I mean, there are people that go to coffee shops and just pour over a notebook every like Monday or something like that. And I just, you can tell when they do that because there's no soul either. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> they're just throwing things onto paper and being like, is this, a, is this math problem work out? You know, it's right. not even, there's no energy behind it. There's no like life behind it either. So it's like, you can tell when people do that. Amen. All right. Thank you, Josh. So that was actually very comforting to talk to Josh about his writing process. It's okay to not have a writing routine where you write every single day, but I'm, interested to see how this goes so this should be fun i was he i hesitated in theory it should be really fun um sounds exhausting in my opinion um but i'm just gonna do it i'm gonna suck it up and write a joke every day right now i write a ton when i have a show coming up i'll write 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 and it's like a rush and it's a panic but not anymore suckers so uh after this break, future me will be in the hot seat and uh, we'll let you know how my week of writing jokes went. See you soon. Hey, how's everybody doing? Good! I had a family reunion this weekend. Everyone was telling me I look just like my grandma, which um, was a bummer because I she's 90. <laughs> Love it. Okay, and, so that and, was joke number one. Okay. It's tough having a beauty queen for a mom. It's okay. Give the <laughs> wink. Keep going. The other day I was brushing my teeth. It was like 7 a.m. and I heard from the other room, stand up straight. You're slouching. <laughs> Okay, not funny. I was dying laughing in the car. <laughs> it's scary walking alone as a white woman late at night because I don't know what restaurant I'm going to go into and ask to speak to their manager. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you gotta laugh. I like that one. I'm really nice. I've always been nice. People always ask me, were you this nice as a kid? Actually, surprisingly, no. I was a prison guard. <laughs> It's really hard being so nice because people always expect you to do things for them. And I don't know why. Just because I've done, just because I've done everything they've asked me to do, including watching their dog and going as a guest to their friend's birthday that I've never met for the past seven years. I don't know what gives them the idea. I'm always available. <laughs> it needs a little work on the delivery. I was very uncomfortable with what you were doing there. All right, well, cool. It looks like this is a really successful stand-up show. Thank you so much for coming. <laughs> Hello, it's me again from the future. If you couldn't tell, that was me performing the five jokes that I wrote this past week for my parents and my sister <laughs> in my parents' living room. Um, so I did say the jokes didn't have to be good. I just had to write them. And uh, I just want to, like, clarify that again I didn't think those were good okay they were um 
I've done better. <laughs> but I did it. I followed through with writing a joke every day, no matter how good or bad. And this is how it went. Because I know you're just dying to know. So my week started off out of town to celebrate my grandma's 90th birthday. So I wasn't at home. And I do find when you're not at home, it's a little harder to stick to a routine. There was like definitely some downtime where I would go sit in the, a quiet corner with the intention to write. And I didn't have a desk, but I did have the notes app on my phone and my sister to bounce ideas off of. And that's all you need. My sister is so funny. Shout out to London K. I also got some writing done when I was in the car driving from point A to point B. And when I say writing, I mean talking out loud to myself. And then people in the car next to me looking at me going, is she talking to herself in a very passionate way? I started stand-up comedy back in 2014. <laughs> You'd never know it from that set I just did. But anyways, um, I got this book to help me write jokes. It's called The Comedy Bible, and I would read it religiously. It would just like give you tips on how to write a good joke. And I haven't whipped this out since like 2014, but I was like, it's time to go back to the basics. I thought maybe it could help me write a joke this week. Uh, here's what I relearned. When you start a joke with a very clear premise, it makes it funnier. So the premise could be writing jokes is hard, scary, stupid, or weird because, and then you tell us why it's funny. I don't know why it says to use just those four points of view, but good old fashioned comedy writing books, huh? Just something I honestly thought was interesting. Again, don't judge the performance I just did. You need to come to one of my live shows. I'm performing in Austin September 9th through 11th. Uh, come on out, see my real set there, okay? I also scheduled a Zoom writing session to help hold myself accountable with writing. We had jokes in mind when we set up our Zoom writing session. So we came prepared and then bounced ideas off of each other to see what worked and what didn't. My mom always told me growing up, if you don't have something nice to say, don't say it at all. So we don't talk. <laughs> so I don't know, because I was thinking that of like, if you don't have confrontation wise, no, I I'd, like I'd rather I just like not have the confrontation. I get nervous. Okay, let's hear your joke. Okay. <laughs> um, so this is Chris Costanzo. We were in the same BFA acting program in college. Um, so we're practically family. He also does stand up and is amazing. This is what he had to say about his writing routine. I, I'm the same way when I when I have a, it's like a few days prior when I have a gay like a a uh, show I'll be like ooh, I want to write and like maybe come up with something new that I could throw in like last minute and that's when like I get excited about the crowd of just like oh, I want to see what do I want to tell this audience what do, what's on my mind this week or current events my process is too literary and I don't um, I want to do it from that standpoint of just like talking and then like recording it and then memorizing as opposed to I will write setups and then I will write the act outs and I will not say any of it out loud until I'm like, Ooh, they say not to do that. Exactly. So I have a book on stand-up that I've been reading. Uh, Jerry Seinfeld has this great podcast with Tim Ferriss and for comedians, his message was 
um, regarding burnout, I just do um, a half an hour a day, I believe, in the morning, some coffee, a half hour a day, good or bad, pencils down, and I stop what I'm doing. Um, and because comedians just get burnt out. Yeah, yeah. They'll just, I need to look at this all day. I need to, like, you know, just have, like, a crazy writing sesh, and then your brain, I guess, according to him, will kind of go into just, like, ow, oh, that hurts. I don't want to do that again. And so... That's like what Tim Ferriss explores, how to like uh, famous people or highly successive, uh, successful people keep their habits. And so that's his good habit that he forms is by doing that, he wants to come back and do it again because it's not painful. Like jumping in the water, that sensation, it's like it's fun. He looks forward to just a half hour. Talk about some good advice. We Zoomed on Friday, so that was pretty much the end of my challenge. But moving forward, I would love to try that technique and write just for 30 minutes at a time and see what comes out of that writing session. Anyway, I highly recommend you getting yourself a buddy you feel very safe with going over jokes with if you're going to try to do this challenge as well. So at the beginning of this week, I did talk about sitting at my desk and writing that um, that just didn't really work for me. So I didn't force it. I did what does work for me, which is walking and driving to get the juices flowing. Most of the time, what came to mind was nonsense. But every now and then, something funny would pop up in my head and I go, oh, okay, well, maybe that'll be funny. And then, you know, once you say it out loud to your family in their living room, they go, what are, What were you thinking? That's not funny. But hey, you know, at the moment, it's fun. You think, oh, this might be good. I, every now and then, reread The Artist's Way and this paragraph popped out to me. Judging your early artistic efforts is artist abuse. This happens in any number of ways. Beginning work is measured against the masterworks of other artists. Beginning work is exposed to premature criticism, shown to overly critical friends. It's necessary to go gently and slowly. Mistakes are necessary. Stumbles are normal. These are baby steps. Progress, not perfection. This can go against the ego's grain. We want to be great, immediately great, but that is not how it works. It's an awkward, tentative, even embarrassing process. There will be many times when we won't look good to ourselves or anyone else. We need to, we need to stop demanding that we do. It is impossible to get better and look good at the same time. Drop the mic. That definitely helped me feel less judgmental about the jokes I was writing this week. I think perfection, at least for me, can be a really big creative block, but writing jokes that aren't good is part of the process. I just want the jokes to be good, but this book is a very healing and comforting book to read when you're trying to be creative. Yeah, The Artist's Way just like helps ease the ego. Um, and I also need to remember, I can pat myself on the back because I did the challenge. I wrote a joke every day. That's, cheers. I did have a lot of fun doing it, surprisingly. It was a nice excuse to like spend time with my sister or call up my parents and just laugh and be like, do you think this is funny? And it got our minds focused on laughing instead of whatever trivial issues we're dealing with or all the crazy issues that are going on in the world. It made 
this week fun. And it wasn't stressful because I didn't have a big show coming up, which is when I usually write. So I just got to write for the fun of it without the stress added. Will I continue to do this every day? I hope so, but it might be too much. I think I liked Chris's advice about Tim Ferriss, just writing for 30 minutes, setting a timer and being done with it and not not saying that I have to have a joke at the end of the day, just say I wanna be intentional about writing for 30 minutes a day. That might be more realistic moving forward. So if you try this little challenge, please let me know. I'd be very interested to see how it went for you. It's time to tell you the other things this week that brought me joy, my favorite. So like I mentioned, it was my grandma's 90th birthday. So we had a mini family reunion and I saw cousins and aunts and uncles I hadn't seen in a very long time. And it was so special. Um, I organized a few games for the family to play. And my favorite was getting a bottle of nice wine and uh, boxed wine and having everyone taste test to see which one they thought was the expensive wine. Guess what? Everyone liked the boxed wine. It was the clear winner. The boxed wine won. So the boxed wine also brought me joy this week. The company was called Black Box Wine, and now I'm hooked. That's all I'm ever gonna buy from now on. Try it, it is so good. And you should also play the game, that was fun. I also bought myself um, some fresh flowers. Maybe you can see there. Um, they're they're kind of dying now but at, they're so lovely next to my bed and that also made me really happy i was reading the artist way not the whole thing i've you can see this book is completely tattered i've been reading it since 2012 so um i mean i've finished it hundreds of times i just go back every now and then and reread chapters and it always makes me happy oh oh and lastly the show F Boy Island on HBO Max, hosted by Nikki Glazer. She's a very funny comedian. Uh, oh my gosh, it is by the producers of The Bachelor, but half the boys on the island are F boys and half the guys are nice guys. And um, it's like right up my alley. It is such good binge watching TV. But you know, I'm someone that loves The Bachelor and Love Island and all these shows. So this is right up my alley. I don't know if you're going to love it, but I loved it. I haven't finished. I still have like five more episodes. So looking forward to that. I just want to wish everyone a happy week this week. Um, thank you for spending the last, you know, 25 minutes with me. And um, it means a lot. I really, I'm really looking forward to another challenge next week. If you feel so inclined and you don't do so already, go ahead and give Josh Potter and Chris Costanzo a follow. Um, that's Josh underscore Potter and Chris Costanz, C-H-R-I-S-C-O-N-T-A-N-Z. Look at me. I should have been in the spelling bee in high school. Um, and if you would be a doll, just go ahead and leave a review if you liked the episode. I've really been enjoying uh, reading your comments and getting your messages. I, it really means a lot. Thank you guys so much. Okay, listen, get out there and chase your enthusiasm. Bye.